Well, praise God and good day to you. Great to be here. Hope you are getting your Bibles ready to follow along with us today in our Romans Bible study that we actually have every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here in my office broadcasted live on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page and the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. And after the broadcast, these sessions are always uploaded to the website as well, thecrosswaychurch.com. You can find them on the Spreaker app. My channel is for those who have ears to hear. And we're just so excited. We last, this past Monday morning, we uh, began the endeavor of venturing into Romans chapter 16, the last chapter of the great letter sent to the church in Rome way back. But thank God we got a copy of it today. It's called the Bible. Hallelujah. And we can study God's word and faith can come. And we know what happens when faith comes, faith overcomes. And we can live for God and express Christ and magnify his name and, and be the very Christians that he's made us to be. And, and, and just uh, there's no greater blessing than to grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So today, in Romans chapter 16, this will be session 2 on this, what day is today? The 12th day of November. And uh, we're doing a great series right now in the church that I encourage you to uh, go and listen to. It's on Wednesday nights. We are uh, uh, ministering on the seven great I am statements that Jesus made. And we covered I am the bread of life, Jesus said. And now we uh, have done three sessions on Jesus's statement, I am the light of the world. So go back and listen to those five sessions and you will be blessed as, as the Holy Spirit ministers to you the truth of God's word. And I say that a lot because that's what he guides us in the truth of God's word, because when he can teach us, show us first and teach us, and we will subject ourselves to the truth of God's word that he's attempting to show us, then he can guide us into all the truth he's able to teach us and impart to us. Amen. Praise God. Well, this last chapter of this great book or letter, whichever one you want to call it, to the church in Rome that we began to to study this past Monday morning. And by the way, we started this Romans Bible study, if you're just now jumping in, way back in March of 2018. It's taken uh, two and a half years, a little over, to get uh, having two sessions a day, and we rarely missed a session uh, to get to this 16th chapter. So that should let you know how detailed and never as detailed as it could be. You could spend days on certain areas and weeks, and but it's detailed verse by verse from the very beginning of the book of Romans. And I gu guarantee if you go back and start over and work your way through this session, this teaching session on the book of Romans, that you will find great treasure. The Lord will reveal great and mighty things to you. And uh, we're just excited to be here. And again, this is the last portion of this great letter that Paul wrote to the church in Rome. And in this book we call the book of Romans is, 
is really the centerpiece of all the Bible for the Christian because the, the Romans is the letter, uh, the book, if you will, where God, through the Apostle Paul, revealed to the church what really happened at Calvary in detail, how, how it relates to our lives today. And, and, and even today, some 2,000 years later, how, how that relates to our every step in our everyday living today. And that's what you and I need to be learning. And that's what was revealed in this great letter to the Romans. You heard me say it if you followed us that Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8 reveal to the Christian exactly what happened at Calvary, why, why we're stuck in this dilemma that we want to do right and we can't, reveals the answer to that and how the Holy Spirit works in Romans chapter 8. And once you get Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8 in your heart, then chapters 9 through 16 are just a picture of what the church will look like if it understands Romans 6, 7, and 8. I, you can say what you want unless you understand what, what the Holy Spirit is saying through Paul concerning the cross and how it relates to your everyday living right now. Romans 9 through 16 will just be good reading. It won't be the way your life looks and the devil will whisper in your ear and say, well, nobody's perfect and we'll live with that testimony. Well, nobody's perfect. Well, nobody's perfect. And that'll be the story of our lives instead of learning, understanding, grasping, subjecting ourselves to what Paul, the apostle, taught in Romans 6, 7, and 8. That's why I encourage you to go back and listen to it so that you can lay hold on what is there, always been there, nothing new, it's always been there. And it's nothing that is being taught that's putting a twist or a my twist. Or there, it, It's always been right there. But see, people can see the word in different ways and use it for own, their own agendas unless they're looking through the blood. When you keep your faith in the cross and study the Word of God, the Holy Spirit is going to impart to you, teach you, and guide you in all truth. See, truth is Jesus and what he did at the cross. Hallelujah. All the words of God are truth, but if they're in their context of truth, which is the person and the work of Christ, they will show forth God's righteousness. That's Proverbs 12 and 17. Write it down. Shout hallelujah later. So here we are in this last portion of this great letter that Paul writes to Rome. And he sets out here in, in, in this particular portion of this letter, and he begins to name all these people, some 18 or so, somewhere around that number, people that he names. He's, he's thanking God for them, telling folks, use them, treat them right, there's become a saints and all these things. So we're going to read this morning from verses 5 through verses 16. Just going to read it. And so just to, just to, just to uh, go ahead and uh, notice, acknowledge all these that Paul uh, acknowledged. And I'm not going to 
go into detail about each person and at what point Paul met them and all the details. That's for your own personal study. If you'd like to do that, go right ahead. You'll be blessed because they all played an intricate part in the Apostle Paul's life. And you know the amazing thing is that if our faith is truly in the Jesus of the Bible and we keep it in what he did for us at Calvary, then we are playing a part of what God gave to the Apostle Paul too as we keep our faith in Christ and we're led by the Holy Spirit through what the Holy Spirit gave Paul to give us then we're all a part of the great plan of God and the move of God in these last days. And we are in the last days. The end of the ages, the Bible says, has come upon us. And that was written some 1900 years ago in the Bible. So let's just run through these names that Paul mentions and, and, and just trust the Lord to, to encourage us today and give us that which may be lacking in our hearts. Praise God for it. In verse five, he says, also greet the church, that is in their house. And he's talking uh, about Priscilla and Aquila. Uh, Greet Apanidas, my beloved, who is the first convert to Christ from Asia. That's amazing, isn't it? Paul names the first one that got saved in Asia. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you don't get any brownie points and a, and a badge and, a, and, 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 a, and a, a plaque for being, but Paul, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit writing this letter, mentions this first convert to Christ from Asia. How special that must have been and, and remains to be today. Because imagine being the, the first Christian in your community and then God through what he had done in you and now able through you to see many more come to Christ. What a testimony. Man, I just feel that this morning. That's powerful. And that is the way of God to save you. And then if you begin to share that faith and live that faith, then others find that same faith in Christ. Hallelujah. He says in verse 6, Greet Mary who has worked hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junius, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners who are outstanding among the apostles. That means to be noted among the apostles who also were in Christ before me. See, Paul, he, he, he's really encouraging. He's reminding this, this one person, Ep Epinetus was the first convert to Christ from Asia, and now he names Andronicus and Junius, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners, fellow prisoners <laughs> who are outstanding to be noted among the apostles who were in Christ before me. Calls them his fellow prisoners. Oh, that I could have more fellow prisoners with me, prisoners of Jesus Christ, chained, hallelujah, not to sins of, and darkness, but chained with his chains of love, his merciful hands wrapped around us, prisoners of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, captured by him, beloved of him, oh, hallelujah, fellow prisoners who are outstanding to be noted among the apostles who also were in Christ before me. Greet, verse 8, greet Ampliatus, my beloved in the Lord, 
Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and Statius, my beloved. Greet Apelles, the approved in Christ. See, isn't it something how Paul just makes reference to this one individual, Apelles, the approved in Christ. Well, they've all been approved, but Paul is using different phrases here that could really represent all of the people of God, maybe not the first one saved, and but but these others that we're fellow prisoners and 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 uh, and and that we're beloved in the Lord. And in verse nine, he says, "Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and Statius, my beloved. Greet Apelles, the approved in Christ. Greet those who are of the household of Aristobulus." Now, Paul, he, he's known all these people. He's, he's been in fellowship and communion with all these people. And how precious it must have been in that day when uh, lost people were just getting saved and, and beginning to be used of God. Oh, how it would be today if those who were saved in the church would get off their lazy haunches and, and get back in love with Jesus and, and get back into the mission. Hallelujah. Glory to God if they'd get back in the mission. You know, the book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews tells the, the Hebrew Christians there, man, y'all all should have been teaching by now. You're still on the milk. Uh, oh, that God would wake his church up all over the world, and I believe he's in the process of doing that. Don't mistake the horrible times that are all over the world now, just as the end times, although they are, just as Satan being given more leeway as he is, just as all these things are happening. But you better know, my friend, everything that's happening is for you and me to draw near, to wake up, to be used of God greater than ever before, that we can have more than a Sunday and a Wednesday meeting, that we can meet daily with Jesus on the mission field, hallelujah, and have a ready word at all times on the job, in the classroom, in the marketplace, that we can be a church alive, hallelujah. He says here, in verse 11, greet Herodian, my kinsman. Greet those of the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Greet uh, Tryphania and Tryphosa. Boy, they, these aren't Northeast Texas names, I'll guarantee that. <laughs> and I'm not saying any of them right, even the ones that I think I am. Believe me, I'm not getting it right. Nor, you know, us Texan folk, we've got our own little thing going here when it comes to uh, uh, language and all that, but just forgive me, but bear with me. But he says here, greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, workers in the Lord. Greet Persis, the beloved, who has worked hard in the Lord. This is where we, this, this needs to be our testimony. These things need to be our testimony. These, we all need to have these testimonies concerning us. Hallelujah. And I believe that when we reach those pearly gates and the Lord says, come on in, well done, my good and faithful servant, that I believe that some of the, the Lord is going to remind us of some of these situations that he was able to move in and through us and by us and for us and, and the things that he was able to do to us. Uh, and, uh, and, and I'm just thankful for those opportunities, such as these teaching sessions and, and just carrying out the expression of Christ, 
the aroma of his knowledge everywhere we go, irregardless is if people hate us and call us a stench of death or they love us and call us the, the aroma of life. Hallelujah. But our mission is to carry about an expression that life of Christ, to lay hold on it every day so that we can be workers in the Lord, so that we can show ourselves approved in Christ, fellow workers, prisoners of Christ. Have all these things, we should have these testimonies of all these things. Again, uh, maybe not the first one born in your, again in your region, but one of the born again in your region, in your area. And the, one of the ones that have the light of Christ. And that light needs to be shining, folks. And we need to be found faithful and not just read these things and, and think about what it must have been like, but read these things and think, man, it could be that same way today if we just take that boldness and that confidence the Lord has for us and begin to share that gospel. I'm telling you, those days are coming, my friend. There will be a whole slew of Christians who are, who are these generations are going to pass by, but God's raising up a last day's army that's not ashamed of Christ. They've subjected themselves to that which God has laid before them to be servants of righteousness, to have that boldness as a line, to walk in the great confidence and the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is a strong confidence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we all need to have this testimony. We need to do more than read it and shout amen. These things need to be our testimony. You got Christians today that won't even go to church, but they justify that based on what they're doing over here, and that's them weighing the scales of works and we're not called to weigh the scales of works we're called to be obedient to the word of god hallelujah talk like that will make the typical church the typical christian mad today that's because that's because they've become lukewarm and complacent and they and they've transitioned from uh, doing the will of god according to the word of god to trying to live to God on their own terms. I'm not being ugly, but that's just the way it is. I'll do what I want to, when I want to, if I feel like I want to. That's Christianity today as a, as a whole, really. That's really it. I, I mean, there are people, there are Christians who's, who they've actually loved the virus that struck the nation because now they have a legitimate excuse not to go to church. And I'm telling you, I tell you, we've got everybody back at Crossway Church except for about three three families that have never come back. And, and there's no condemnation for staying at home. I'm just telling you, when I read this, I think, my Lord, let's get, come on now. Come on now. When I read this, I think, come on now. Let's get back involved. Let's get back involved. There's cautious, and I'm telling you, even right now, even, and I didn't come to talk about the virus, but it's spreading in our nation and all over the world again very rapidly right now, so you need to be careful. You need to be prayerful. And if you can go to Walmart and get bologna and bread and stuff to eat wearing your mask and you need to wear it if you feel, if you, if you need to, then you can wear that mask and come on and worship God with us. Hallelujah. Oh, don't let the devil or your stinking flesh steal what few days you've got in this little short vapor of a life when you could be gathering, you could be ministering, you could be, not on your own terms, according to the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Thank you, Jesus. I'm not scared to tell the folks of God that they need to be faithful to God according to the Word of God. I'm not scared. I wasn't hired and I can't be fired. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to tell you like it is. Get involved. Get involved. It's going to take the fire of God in your heart. But I'll tell you the avenue through which that fire falls on a heart the same way it always fell in the Old Testament on the sacrifice. When your faith is in Jesus Christ and Him crucified, I didn't say when you speak it with your lips. God didn't tell the Israelites to speak it with their lips. He told them to kill the lamb and put the blood on the doorpost. He didn't tell them to talk about it. He didn't tell them to speak the the blood. I declare the blood. He told them to put it on the doorpost. And that was symbolic of us applying it to our hearts under the new covenant. Hallelujah. And when your faith is in the cross of Christ, you're going to be found being moved by the Holy Spirit. You're going to be found with a testimony along the same lines of what we're reading right now. Hallelujah. You're not going to be loving your lives all the way to death, but you're going to be found not, not You're going to be found not loving your lives all the way to death. Hallelujah. Overcoming all the enemy's plans, all your stinking flesh. You're going to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony of that precious blood. That fire of God's going to fall on your heart and stir you and put you back in motion. Somebody's listening this morning. You've been out of commission too long. Oh, my goodness, we've legitimized it. Oh, we've got a plaque hanging on the wall. These are the reasons I'm not doing these things anymore. Come on, burn that thing and let's move forward. Hallelujah. You're in the hands of the Lord. The consequences of your trusting Him according to the Word of God is His consequences for your life. It's not yours. Come on, glory to God. He says here in verse... 10, or verse 11, Greet Herodian, my kinsman. Greet those of the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, workers in the Lord. Greet Persis, the beloved, who has worked hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, a choice man in the Lord, also his mother and mine. And I, I don't really think that that he's talking about Rufus is his brother and, and, and they have the same mother. I think he's talking about maybe his mother in the Lord. Let's read it again. Greet Rufus, a choice man in the Lord, also his mother and mine. Just 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 mother in the Lord. Just you know, when when you come to Christ and you go the way of the cross, which is the way of Christ and you stay the way of Christ. You may lose Jesus taught mother, father, son, daughter because of your faith, but he promises even in this life and the life to come, you're going to gain back mothers in the Lord, fathers in the Lord, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Hallelujah. You remember the story when Jesus is teaching and there's so many people there and his, his brothers and his mother show up on the outskirts of the crowd and, and say, could you send word? We want to see We want to see Jesus. And word finally gets into where Jesus is and they say, Jesus, your mother and your brothers are here. And he looks to them and he says, my mother and my brothers are those who do the will of God. Now today, everybody would just say, I don't want that Jesus. I want a Jesus that uh, comes and, 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 and just gives me all, when I call him, I, you know what I'm saying? Jesus always spoke that which would be spirit and life. 
and he was making a point there. Not that he was gaffing off, pushing aside his 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 family. What he was saying is there, my family is all. I have more than a mother and brothers. My family is all of those who do the will of God. What a great point to know that you're in the family of God because you're doing the will of God. You've trusted Jesus Christ in his sacrificial work at Calvary and you're in the family of God. Jesus said that not everybody that calls me Lord is going to enter into the kingdom. You need to read that in the book of Matthew. I believe it's chapter 7. He says, not everybody that calls me Lord says, Lord, Lord, to me is going to enter in, but those who do, let me say that again, those who do the will of the Father. Of course, it's all by the Holy Spirit, but there is a doing in our lives of the will of the Father by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you're in the family of God if you're found doing the will of God, not speaking it with your lips, which that's okay to do, but it has to be that which the Holy Spirit is carrying out in your life, doing the will of of the Father. Yes, it's in your Bible. Jesus taught it. Hallelujah. So he goes on here to say, where are we now? In verse 14, greet Asyncritus, Phlegion, Hermes, Patrobus, Hermas, and the brethren with them. Greet Philogus and Julia, Nereus and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Paul takes these first few verses, these first few lines in this last portion of this letter, he's writing Rome, and he and he names all these people, which is an encouraging thing to do. They've been an intricate part, an important part of Paul's life, and let's don't forget that last part, ministry. To be a part of Paul's life is to be a part of Paul's ministry. Oh, that we would get back to that. To be a part of Christianity is to be a part of ministry. And that, my friend, according to the word, not our own terms, well, I'll do this and this. Now, I don't think you have to go to church and give, and I don't think you have to meet with, I don't, you know, I don't believe in all that, but I can do all it. God didn't ask you to figure it out on your own and do things on your own terms. He gave you a picture of a New Testament church. Churches being planted, pastors being planted as under shepherds, told them to feed the flock. You have the picture. You have the word. So get with it, my friends. Get with it, my friends. Get back in the place and make sure you allow the Lord to plant you in the house of the Lord because only when he plants us in the house of the Lord can we flourish in the courts of our God. Psalms 91. You need to uh, I'm sorry, Psalms 92. You need to go read that. You, you that are planted by yourselves in a church because grandma and grandpa and great-grandma and grandpa's always been here and my parents and now, no, no, no. It's where they're preaching God's word in the context of Jesus Christ, the living word, and what he did at the cross. I'm not talking about on Easter and Sunday. I'm talking about when that preacher opens that Bible, he's opening that book that Jesus said was about him. 
him. He's opening that book that the blood of Christ is what pertains to all the words. You can find that under the Old Covenant in Exodus 24, verses 6 through 8. I've been sharing that a lot lately. When they read the law under the Old Covenant, and they killed the sacrificial animal. They took half the blood and put it in basins and saved that for what's coming. And then they took the other half and they sprinkled it on the altar, which pointed to a cross, the cross of Christ one day. But then they read all the law. They read all the law, God's word, and then the other half of that blood in the basin, they sprinkled on all the people. And Moses said, Behold the blood of the covenant that I've made with you concerning all these words. Hallelujah. So you need to get back in the faith. That's faith in the blood of Jesus so that God's word can begin to be understood by you and to literally become the light to your path. And so, listen, we're not called to do things the way we figure out. We're called to be led by the Spirit, taught by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit, moved by the Spirit, and led into all truth by the Spirit. And that will always be according to the Word of God. I don't get to make up other things just because I can't get along with people. I need to come back to faith in the cross so I can learn to get along with people. The New Testament, for the most part, is about the church learning to be covenant family, community family. And no, I'm not talking about buying a big complex and all moving in together. I'm talking about learning to love each other, get along with each other, work in the ministry together, forgive each other, instead of making all these excuses why we've been in 30 churches and we're now at home on the couch and we're doing things on our own terms and we just can't get along with people. That's not the result of faith in Christ, my friends. That's the result of flesh. So we've covered those names. And verse 17, or rather in verse 16, is where we will begin this next Monday morning. So make sure you join us on these Mondays and Thursdays at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page or the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. And we will just continue to share the great truths of God's Word that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, is showing to us because He wants to guide us into all truth. The more truth you allow him to guide you in, the more experience of Christ, who is the truth, you're going to experience. The more you're going to be able to, by grace, lay hold on this eternal life that you've been given. Praise God for the opportunity to share his words of truth. Hallelujah. He's coming back very soon, my friend, and we're ready to go. I know that, but there's a whole world out there that's not. And it's our mission to carry this great torch of light, this great banner dipped in blood throughout our little short vapor of a life. And I pray that you'd find yourself involved, some way involved. If you don't have a church preaching this powerful message in your area, then find one that you can listen to. Find one you can sow into financially and be a part of. Yes, uh, don't let money be your God and you serve it. 
make money, serve God's purpose. Hallelujah. He's the one who's putting the funds in your pocket anyway. Don't be deceived and think that you have what you have just because you're working. God gives you the mentality to be able to, the physicality to be able to, and he's the one that gave you what you have. So don't forget to sow into good ground. You can do that in this ministry at thecrosswaychurch.com, or you can text the word GIVE on your smartphone to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. We love you. Until we see you next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and him crucified. We will see you later.